What if you felt that you left your computer, with all your personal and valuable information, open to attack? What if the one service who could help made it impossible to contact them? Stay tuned for a story of generational frustration, customer hide-and-seek, and a video savior. This is the customer experience storytime tale of The Disappearing Digits. The Upsell presents CX Storytime, tales of building and breaking your customer relationships. I'm your host and storyteller, Russell Olliker. What you're about to hear is a true story. A story that happens to you, a story that happens to me. A story that happens and we can learn from to build better relationships with our customers. Today, you're going to hear how a less than tech savvy couple tried to keep their computer safe from harm and the software as a service company that wasn't there when they needed them. We'll wrap it up by digging into the emotional impacts, the lessons we can take from this story, and the universal truth to live by. And so it begins. The machine sits on a cheap plywood desk at the end of the guest room. Though quiet now, when it comes alive, it is a constant source of frustration, ineptitude, entertainment, and anger, all wrapped together in a perfect light gray package. And on this day, it had been the author of a new emotion, fear. Paul and Lynn were a couple in their 60s, and over their lifetime, they'd seen huge jumps in home technology. And electronics were certainly not something they shied away from. Whether it was back in the day when they rented a top-loading VCR, or added an iPod-supported speaker to their sound system, or investing in the latest expensive tech for Paul's metal and woodwork in the garage, they always made sure they weren't too far behind the curve when adopting these new tools. Computers, however, were a totally different beast. In the summer of 2009, with some prodding by Lynn, the couple decided to buy the old computer of their eldest son, Joe. It was already quite old for a computer when they adopted it, but Joe understood how it works and they figured he could fix any problems they might come across. It was also fairly inexpensive, so if it all went wrong, it wasn't a big loss. After a week or so of setting up the new desktop device, an alert came across the screen while Paul was checking his email. Your antivirus software expires in one week. Would you like to renew for the year? As this was a personal computer, Paul and Lynn were worried about viruses. Computer viruses. Because though they knew very little of computers, they knew a PC was more vulnerable to these weaknesses. Whether this concern had merit or was completely irrational was of little consequence to the owners of the new to you computer. It was a problem they understood. Kind of. They had a healthy device, and a virus would hurt it. But they would do something about it before that happened. Their son, Joe, had already installed a very well-known security product on the computer from when he had used it. But its license term was coming up. It needed to be renewed soon or it would turn off altogether. Paul and Lynn were adamant. They needed to renew the subscription immediately. There couldn't be any gaps in service. What if there was a window of time that a virus could get in? They certainly wouldn't, couldn't have that. Lynn ran and grabbed her credit card to begin renewing the service. Lynn diligently followed the steps to renew the subscription as they were laid out on the website. She entered the credit card information when she was prompted, replaced her son's name for that of hers, and chose the time frame of this next period of service, another year to continue using the product until it had to be renewed again. Though they would have loved a subscription service of Infinity Plus One, they weren't quite ready to commit long term. They still had so much learning to do and didn't want to be locked in. Once all the steps had been taken, Lynn pressed the button to submit the payment. Only, it didn't work. Or did it? Lynn was confused as it looked like it had processed but hadn't completed the transaction. 
and there was no email to confirm it either. Lynn had to know for sure. Her solution? Talk to a customer service agent. Someone at the security software company surely would have an answer. So she went to the contact page to get the information she needed. Only one problem. They didn't have a contact page. Homepage? Yes. About page, product page, sure. Another sale page, another sales page, okay. But then nothing. No email, no live chat, no phone number, no contact us, no digits whatsoever. They disappeared like they weren't even there. Unless Paul and Lynn ripped open and checked their credit card statement in a few weeks to see if the transaction had gone through, there was no way to know if it had. And the couple certainly wasn't comfortable leaving their new computer open to attack if it hadn't. Three weeks for their credit card statement was a long time to wait. And no, Paul and Lynn hadn't figured out how to check their credit card information online yet. Lynn scoured every inch of the security software's website. Across the header, down to the footer, sidebars, banners, clickable links, there was absolutely no direction or information as to how to communicate with the company. She was so frustrated that she couldn't find it. Surely she was missing something. As a computer newbie, she wasn't confident it wasn't her fault. Paul came in to have a look too. Same result. No contact information to be found anywhere. As this was 2009 and Lynn wasn't the most computer-savvy person, social media wasn't an obvious communication channel at the time. Thankfully, their son Joe was coming by that weekend, so they could ask him to take a look. They were a little worried as days would now pass and they didn't know if they had virus protection. They were vulnerable. Joe took a look at the website to look for the contact page, and he confirmed their feelings. The couple was relieved that they had been right, and not just two old people who couldn't figure it out. Those were Lynn's deflated words. So Joe got to work. He typed into Google how to contact this security company, hoping that either there was a page on the website he hadn't seen, or some directory or corporate page that could help. He found neither. However, he did find something. Something rather shocking. Listed at the bottom of the Google search was a YouTube page, simply titled, Trying to Contact This Security Company? Joe clicked on it. What he found surprised and frustrated him. Surprised by the form of the information he found, and frustrated that it had come to this. Sure enough, it was a video. It was of a young man, in his early 30s, walking onto the screen with a black background. He immediately launched into how frustrating it was to find the same contact information that Joe had been looking for. How he can't believe a company would make it so hard to contact them. And then, on the video, not in text on a website as one would expect, but rather recited on the video verbally, the company's customer support phone number. The YouTube host had been so frustrated at trying to find the digits, he had to share it with spite and exasperation, something that wouldn't translate well into typed words, but rather was conveyed better in a video. Joe got what he needed, sharing it with his parents. They immediately contacted the company to confirm whether they had protection against the hordes of viruses that obviously were waiting to rain down on their new computer. And the good news? Indeed, yes, their computer had been covered over this time with security protection. However, they were left saddened that they had to be on this journey at all in the first place. And that ends the tale of the disappearing digits. Now, through the eyes of these customers, Let's look at the emotional impact of this customer experience. Paul and Lynn tried desperately to find the contact information on the website, and in failing to do so, it wasn't the company that they blamed. It was themselves. They felt stupid, 
As people who are not as familiar with websites or web navigation, they assumed it would be easy to find. And because it wasn't, it was something they felt they had not done or not known how to do. They owned that failure rather than realizing it was the security company that had let them down. As well, the hard-to-find contact information made it seem like the company didn't want to hear from its customers. In a sense, hiding from them. This action actually inspired one of their customers to do a video emotionally expressing their frustration with the company. Something they could have done in a blog post or a tweet, but was instead turned into a platform for an exasperated customer who wanted to share his anger, his feelings. From this tale, what's the one thing your business can take away to better serve your customers? Make it easy to talk to you. First, let's look at your contact page. If your customers have questions, concerns, or comments to share, it should be exceptionally easy to do so. Whichever platform they prefer, whether it's social media, email, phone, whatever, the information should be a link click or less away. Be proud to talk to your customers. That's how you build a relationship with them. Second, social media. Have an active presence of social customer care. If your customer goes to your Twitter account and notices you either haven't tweeted in two years or sees that it's more about promoting yourself than answering customer questions, they're going to be really put off. Having active engagement on social media is not only great for your customers, it's great for new and potential customers seeing your history of helpfulness. The moral of the story? Be accountable and take responsibility. To show you stand by your service or product, be available for all the questions, all the complaints and all the praise. Making that difficult only looks like you're hiding and don't believe in what you sell. And customers don't build relationships with companies they can't talk to. Thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate your feedback as I move forward on this podcast. I want to give out a special thank you to Mandy Leith, who is a listener and provided some unbelievably great feedback. Uh, she went out of her way recently to promote CX Storytime and then provided a very thoughtful, a very constructive stream of suggestions for the podcast that I'm still processing. They're really, really great ideas and tweaks that I could certainly look at and, and I'm going to do so. So thank you so much, Mandy. You're the best. You are all the awesome. So if you have some feedback, suggestions, or kudos for the show, I like kudos too, but you know, constructive feedback helps the show get better. You can contact me at Russell with one L at theupsell.com. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating or review. It all helps as we get the show off the ground. Now, if reading is more your thing, check out the Upsell website as well as find us on Facebook, both the page itself and the Upsell Society Facebook group. That ends this chapter of the customer experience storytime tale of the disappearing digits. I'm your host, Russell Lolliker. Thanks so much for being a part of the story. Take care. Music